Game day is underway. This is the Wingstop Kickoff Show, presented by Clearwater Irrigation and Kohler Homes Windows and Doors. Live from Tailgaters Parking, here are your hosts, Hayes Carline and Mia O'Brien. to transition, for any man to transition, the thing that they want must be greater than the thing they currently have. You only transition from one level to the next when you tired of the level you are. You don't belong at the bottom, and it's time for you to get your butt from down there. It's time for you to stop being comfortable at the bottom. Get your butt up and get to where you're supposed to be. Get where you belong. Do what you're supposed to do. Live like you're supposed to live. Your grind has to match your dream. You can't play as much as you used to play. You can't go where you used to go. You can't do what you used to do. Now you gotta pick your grind up. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There it is, folks. The one, the only producer extraordinaire, Casey Dobson, getting you set. For the winner-take-all AFC South Division Championship tonight, live from Jacksonville, Florida, at TIAA Bankfield. Hi, everybody. Mia O'Brien alongside Hayes Carlion, engineer extraordinaire Graham Marsh, joining us live from Tailgaters Parking. It is the Wingstop kickoff show brought to you by Kohler Homes and Clearwater Irrigation. If you're making your way down to the stadium, be sure to stop on by, say hello. We are at Growler's Bar and Grill. It is the pavilion area here at Tailgaters Parking, where Hayes Carlion, uh, we are are five plus hours away from kickoff and this place is already hopping we've done a few of these this year nothing nothing remotely comes close to the energy i mean it is incredible i haven't slept since tuesday guess what we got all day to sleep tomorrow i'll wake up at about 2 15 on monday afternoon and go do the frangie show so we've got a big slumber coming but before then we've got a huge party tonight and hopefully the Jaguars play 60 minutes of winning football and clinch an AFC South championship. Did you hit some traffic coming in? I did. I mean, I, I will say it, it is uh, – this feels like a normal hour before game time kind of feel. I mean, the fact that for this For a 1 o'clock kickoff. For a 1 o'clock kickoff. I mean, this is, uh, this is extraordinary. You know, the, the fans, you knew they'd answer the bell, but they have all week. The energy has been incredible from seeing just all over the city – more people in gear and, and more people fired up and, and talking and asking about the Jaguars. And, you know, it carried over yesterday at Strings where we had such a magnificent pep rally and the fans there were just incredible. I mean, the fans were going to respond at a high level. If the Jaguars play the way the fans have gotten into this game, it's going to be a wonderful night. California fans, Alabama fans, New Jersey fans, I know including the folks that won the club seats that we yeah. were giving away at last night's pep rally. They have descended upon Duval County, and, boy, it should be a goodie. We are with you until 5 p.m. Thanks, everybody, for joining us, whether that is here in Jacksonville on 1010 AM, 92.5 FM, or those of you listening on your app, wherever you may be. We appreciate you guys stopping on by. We are again with you until 5 p.m. A little bit of an abridged kickoff show, Hayes, but an 8-15 kickoff coming up from Frank Frangie, Tony Baselli, Jeff Lagerman on the call a little bit. And we will be joined by Frank Frangie live, I believe, from what he told me, maybe on the phone line. 
potentially live here at Tailgaters Parking. We will have Frank in some medium. In some up. medium. He yes. told me he wanted to experience a tailgate. We also may or may not be um, having a very special guest that I'm not sure you two know about, maybe Ooh. joining us live as well, because that? he wants to experience a tailgate. Let's hope he finds his way down here. Again, Tailgaters Parking, Growler Bar and Grill. All right, Hayes, let's dive right into this matchup since it is an abbreviated Wingstop kickoff show, and let us hit our keys to the game. Now, the keys to the game. Brought to you by Instant Keys, fast, professional, honest locksmith service. We're going to waste no further ado. Drive, dive right into this one. That's right. It's Jags, it's Titans, the obvious. Derrick Henry comes back to Northeast Florida. The Jaguars were able to stop him in three of the four quarters in the December 11th meeting between these two sides. But obviously, Hayes, he totaled 97 yards in that first quarter. You were there. What changed between that first quarter and the remaining three quarters that allow the Jaguars to do that, that perhaps they can replicate here on Saturday night? Well, me, I think it was two things. You hit the nail on the head yesterday on XL primetime with why did Tennessee go away from giving him the ball? You know, Tennessee had those two consecutive possessions when the game was very much still uh, in doubt, and they just they just elected to not give Henry the ball, and, and they went three and out. They didn't do much with those possessions, allowed the Jaguars to get back in it. I, I understand you can't give them the ball every single time, but tonight is a special circumstance if you're Mike Vrabel. I mean, you got to think the carry number on Derrick Henry is pretty much unlimited. So... I think that aspect of it, the Titans aren't going to make that mistake again. Derrick Henry is going to be involved in every single possession. The other thing that happened is Shaq Quarterman lit him up. And I think when that hit occurred, the lift it gave the Jaguars as a, as a team. And I think, you know, Derrick Henry's had a magnificent career. The fumbles might be a little bit in his head. Now, on that one, he just got absolutely destroyed by Quarterman. But, you know, that is an element of Henry's game this season that I'm sure has been a disappointment is his lack of ball security. So uh, it all it's it's Derrick Henry. If, if Derrick Henry is under 75 yards rushing, I think the Titans are going to have to be plus three in turnover margin to win the game. It's and, and if, you know, again, if you're the Jaguars, you can give them 95 yards on the ground. I'd sign up for that right now. Uh, but you can't allow them to have the 160 with two touchdowns then you're probably in a, a four-quarter game in a game you very well may lose. And speaking of ball security, that's another key to the game for me, Hayes, and I was talking with a couple of our colleagues on the Jaguars beat this morning, and we basically all agreed that the Jaguars lose this game if Travis Etienne and Trevor Lawrence don't take care of the ball. Otherwise, almost every single matchup favors the hometown Big Cats. But those two in the fumbling, and listen, I'm not trying to slander Clemson and Dabo Sweeney, but it's, it's unexplainable. Travis Etienne had one fumble in four seasons at Clemson. He has five this season in his first full season in the, in the National Football League. Trevor Lawrence had four fumbles in one game, and he still is somewhat plagued, although not as much of, of late, by that same ball security issue that plagued him last year. And so if they take care of the football, this is a no-brainer. The Jaguars should be able to control from start to finish as long as they keep Derrick Henry at bay. But I do think that that ball security, the lights, the moment, while those two have played in the biggest of games in college, they need to take care of the rock tonight. Yeah, no question about it. And and I think, uh, you know, sticking with Trevor, uh, a big – because with Trevor, the fumbles have sort of been – Either when it rains, it pours, but, but then there'll be a drought where he protects it. With ETN, it's been more a consistent issue week in and week out. Um, you know, that's something he's going to certainly have to adjust to as he goes into his second year when he gets into the offseason and can really study what he's doing versus backs that don't fumble in the NFL. 
Um, I think tonight, though, going back to Trevor, a key is, look, you can shred these guys. They're good stopping the run. They're second in the league. They are awful against the pass. And I understand they'll have some edge rushers back that they didn't have in the first meeting. But still, you have to think that Ingram versus anybody the Titans want to put on him is a massive advantage for the Jaguars. Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, Zay Jones, the fact that while none of those three guys might be superstars, they're all three good to really good receivers in this league, and one of them is probably going to have a favorable matchup. Everything that went well in Nashville, Doug Peterson, he, I think this is where it's so great his experience as a player because coaches, and I'm sure Doug Peterson has seen this in his playing career, coaches, particularly in divisional matchups, the second game, they almost totally go away from what worked because they assume the opponent's going to fix it. They may not. Make them show you that they have fixed it. And I don't know that Mike Vrabel has the horses to fix it. Especially so, that linebacker position absolutely. where Evan Ingram torched them for 200-plus yards. They don't have a single linebacker in their starting lineup. That was a starter week one. 23 players have gone on injured reserve for the Titans over the course of this year from their opening day lineup. That is unprecedented, and it's after a season last year in which they were so banged up and didn't have Derrick Henry for half of the season. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 stunning. I'm sure the Titans are going to take a, a massive look from a micro and macro level at everything that they're doing when it comes to strength and conditioning um, and, and how they conduct practices and things like that. I mean, when you have two years like this, you've got to, you know, really put it under a microscope. But, you know, in, in terms of, you know, looking at, at, at the receivers and Trevor and, 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 again, Doug, Doug's smart. I don't think Doug's going to say, hey, I, I, we can't do what worked in Nashville because they'll have fixed it. I, I think Doug Peterson's going to make Tennessee prove it that they've made adjustments, and, uh, and I just don't think Tennessee can really do a whole lot to counteract that. Uh, I do think Etienne needs to give the Jaguars some sort of balance. Uh, he doesn't need to run for 115, uh, but if he could be somewhere around 75, 80, I think that would be fantastic. And uh, another kind of X factor slash key to the game, I think, you know, Jamal Agnew, whether it's him getting the ball, whether it's maybe breaking a return tonight, Maybe it's even as a decoy. I mean, I come back to, you know, that play Doug Peterson ran uh, when Jamal Agnew comes in motion on a jet sweep. They then send ETN out into the flat that Agnew vacated. That play is just unbelievable. I would love to see that play in the first 15 tonight. Uh, what I'm very curious about, Hayes, because you noted the secondary for the Titans being a, a question mark for them throughout the course of the season, regardless of who it was or wasn't playing. They do get Christian Fulton back. They do get Amani Hooker back. Those are two guys in the secondary that are a little young, a little veteran. They're kind of in the middle, you know, second, third, fourth-year players. I was impressed with them in last year's meeting between the Jaguars and the Titans, which obviously that was a very different team with a very different play caller and a very different system. But at the same time, that does give me a little bit of pause because I know in talking to guys in the locker room, they obviously also have Bayard's number. Talking to Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and company this week, you know, those guys they know. They've played a lot of games in the National Football League. And so it'll be curious if they adjust – from what they saw just a month ago at Nissan Stadium. Yeah, no question about it. And, again, you know, the Titans have uh, Jeffrey Simmons as uh, excellent, you know, interior defensive lineman. Uh, they get Autry back. So, again, it's going to be a massive challenge for the Jaguars' offensive line. I think that, you know, they've done a nice job, but they can't get bullied tonight, and that's going to be the game. I mean, this is a – you know, I, I said this earlier in the week. 
Mike Vrabel is going to make this very simple to his team. He's going to basically say, we've got to make this a street fight. We've got to hit to the echo of the whistle. This has got to be a brass knuckles game. Bring your baseball bat, bring your crowbar, bring your sledgehammer, bring whatever you need to bring. But we are going to kick the living hell out of them for 60 minutes. That's our only chance. Because, again, I think schematically and from a talent standpoint, the Jaguars are better. So the Jaguars' offensive line, defensive line, they've got to be ready and, and willing to not just match it, but exceed it. The Titans only win this game tonight if they win the street fight. And I will tell you this, in talking to the Jaguars coaches throughout the course of the week, that's what they're expecting. I know there's a lot of Jags fans listening to this program and out there that are all saying, hey, listen, we're the better team on paper. We have the better offense. We have the more sound scheme. But I will tell you this, they are expecting that rock fight haze. And so that's what's going to be so curious to see is if that is the case. Because in talking to a lot of members of the staff, they're expecting this to not be necessarily the line that Las Vegas has of a six-and-a-half-point line. They are expecting a three- or four-point game because they are expecting a similar scheme from the Titans that Tennessee posed when they were in Kansas City, if you remember that overtime thriller on Sunday Night Football between the Chiefs and the Titans. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, again, there, there, there's so many storylines and there's so many keys to this one. I mean, again, what, how, how will the game be called? You know, penalties, does that factor in? You, you mentioned, you know, protecting the ball. All of that is going to – you know, be obviously critical in this game. And again, Joshua Dobbs, you know, I mean, the Titans are starting a quarterback tonight that in six years in the NFL has thrown 56 career passes. That's less than Malik Willis, by the way, a third round rookie who they are doing everything they can to not play. Who has never has thrown, thrown for over 100 yes, yards. Has thrown five more passes in the NFL than Josh Dobbs. Just to put that number in perspective, Trevor Lawrence, who's a baby, he's 23 years old, has thrown 1,154 passes in the NFL. Joshua Dobbs, 56 and six seasons. So, again, obviously a massive storyline tonight is can the Jaguars make Josh Dobbs look like a player who's thrown 56 passes in a six-year NFL career? Because There's a reason that that's happened. Right. The Jaguars need to show the country tonight why that is by forcing Dobbs into mistakes and never allowing him to get in any kind of rhythm. Because they made Ryan Tannehill look like that, a 9-10 year veteran in the National Football League. Because if you remember, Hayes, and I know you obviously were there, at that point in the season when the Jaguars went to Nashville, the pass rush had been absent. Yeah. They were coming off of the 40-burger at the hands of the Detroit Lions, yes. But even in the win over the Raiders, even in being competitive with the Chiefs, the pass rush had all but disappeared. And we were all looking around, and there were people calling for Mike Caldwell's job. The sacks have come over the last few weeks, whether that's on design blitzes from Andre Sisco and Rayshon Jenkins and Andrew Wingard, whether that is Arden Key and company getting penetration, probably thanks to the fact that Roy Robertson-Harris has elevated his play and Foley Fadukasi is back in the middle. But that's what's going to be fascinating for me is if the pass rush can continue to elevate its play and if the secondary can force them into third and longs, then yeah. And if they hold Derrick Henry at bay and we're looking at more third and six, third and eights, Yes, you could obviously run Derrick Henry. We know they're going to run Derrick Henry, but you are going to force them to throw the ball, and that is where I'm curious to see if the Jaguars pass rush can get after it. I am too. I'm curious to see what uh, and hear 
what Frank Frangie thinks. Yeah, about absolutely. The keys to victory. Do we, we know is, up, is right? he is he joining I, us in person? I think we person? will be calling uh, Frank Frangie. Okay, all right. So Frank Frangie is going to call in on the Fair and Fair phone right. line. I know there are a lot of folks hoping. I know obviously scheduling is tough because he will have the call of tonight's game. Um, but hey, that, listen, we're excited to hear his input. We're excited to hear from you guys here live at Tailgaters Parking. It is the Wingstop kickoff show, which we will also be joined by our friends from Wingstop coming up in just a little bit. Stop on by, say hi, our boy E to the T. He is already out here in full full garb and ready to rumble. I know he's got a bike. He's riding around in a motorbike, so say hi to ET, too. We got the 1010XL swag crew in the stadium. We are everywhere. We hope you are here to join in what is sure to be a thriller between the Jaguars and the Titans coming up right here on 1010 AM and 92.5 FM at 8.15 PM. And, of course, broadcast on television, live, standalone, primetime game on ESPN. We'll say hello to Frank Frangie coming up next on the Wingstop Kickoff Show, brought to you by Kohler Homes and Claire. Getting game day underway. Live from Tailgaters Parking. The Wingstop Kickoff Show. Presented by Clearwater Irrigation. And Kohler Homes Windows and Doors. On 1010XL. Start it. Start it from the bottom, now we're here. No music riddle from producer Casey today because he says he just wants to get you all pumped. There's no need to have any mysterious messaging, Hayes Carlion. It's just flat out simple. Beat the Titans, advance to the playoffs, win the AFC South. That is the task charged to your Jacksonville Jaguars here on this fine Saturday evening in Duval County. Thanks for stopping by. Wingstop kickoff show brought to you by Kohler Homes and Clearwater Irrigation. Mia O'Brien alongside Hayes Carlion. And now we say hello to the voice of your Jacksonville Jaguars, Frank Frangi. No. Another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line. Brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. Frank, I understand it's a very busy Saturday. I was really hoping, though, you would grace Uh, our presence here at Tailgaters Parking, but totally understand. How is it going, brother? I had good intentions, Mia. Thank you, and thank you for the invite. I just got to thinking it's going to be a long night. I may need all my energy. You know what I mean? I think it's going to be an energy night. and so. but I know you guys are having a big time. Is it a, is it a huge scene there already? I'll bet they're already packing the place. It is crazy. I mean, it Love is unbelievable down here. Like, uh, yeah. I'll tell you this, Frank. Like, I got here a little bit earlier to go say hi to some friends that are in from out of town. Yeah. So I parked in my usual spot by the stadium and then walked over here. And yeah. while the tailgaters lot didn't open until 3, several of the other external ones did. I've heard that people were here as early as 9.30 this morning. 10 a.m., 11 a.m. I have confirmed they are hydrating and drinking water. So uh, everyone who's listening, (laughs) if you're on your way to the stadium, should do the same because uh, 8.15 kickoff, it's going to sneak up on you a little bit. Yeah, I like hydration, and you need to eat like a piece or two of bread. Yes. You know, if you're not going to already have a sandwich for lunch or something, just – Right, Eat a cup, right. a, a piece or, or two of bread. Or It'll, some wing stuff. We're base always there. cool with that, too. Yeah, absolutely. Frank, let's dive into this matchup. I know, you know, we, we, we literally dove right into our keys to the game, if you were listening, like four minutes into the broadcast, because I feel like it is so simple. You tell me, when it comes to Jaguars-Titans, what do we need to know? Because I feel like it's two words, Derrick Henry. Yeah, no, I, I think we talked about this on our shows, and I know you guys did as well. Hazel Lauren and I did. I know y'all did. This game has less mystery in the setup than any game ever. There's no mystery. There's the Titans are playing without their quarterback. So, and they're playing with the quarterback that's been on the team 18 days and, and is going to have to know, know a new offense against a loud crowd. 
they've got to give it to 22. There's, they're going to run some screens and some reverses and some, some, some gadgety stuff to try and run some clock, but they need to shorten the game, give it to 22, make it a physical bloodbath because that's how they play. That's their only chance to win. The Jags are going to try and throw it on them. And I, and I think, you know, they're very good against the run. They're not so good against the pass. So I think the, I mean, they're second in the league against the rush. You know, they're, they're last in the league against the pass. Think about this. Second in the league against the run, last in the league against the pass. Well, there's no mystery what Jacksonville's going to do. They're going to throw the football, and, and Tennessee's going to try and run the football. So the mystery's gone. The, the question for me, and me, we've all talked about this, the size of the moment, don't let the moment, the importance of it, the, the significance of it, the finality of it be too big. That's the only concern for either team, by the way. That's the Jags. Whichever team manages that the best will win the game. Frank, how do you think the Jaguars will defend Joshua Dobbs when it is an obvious passing situation? Yeah, you know what? I think they'll feel like they can cover the, the Titans receivers, Hayes. I, I just don't think there's a lot of guys that you fear. The, the young tight end, Chig Okonkwo, is a really good player. Robert Woods is a veteran player. Obviously, Westbrook Akini has his moments. Have we heard if Traylon Burks is playing? Uh, he was he was on the injury report. Questionable, uh, he's talented. yes. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, but to your question, Hayes, I think you play pretty. I, I don't think you worry back in the in, in the back end. I think you figure you can cover him, which means you can stack the box. Now, what I would watch for with Joshua Dobbs, Hayes, is a lot of naked bootlegs, uh, some RPO where he keeps it, uh, some stuff that he can take advantage of his legs and his athleticism, and he's a bright guy, you know. So I think you take advantage of that. But I don't think you worry about, oh, my God, how are we going to cover all those receivers? We better have nickel and dime and sit back. And I don't think you worry about that with the Titans. The Titans are a good, tough football team, but they're not going to be much of a passing team. So I think you stack the box uh, much of the day today. I really do. Frank Frangie joining us on the Fair and Farrah phone line. You mentioned Traylon Burks, Frank. Obviously, he did not play in the last meeting between these two sides because he was in the concussion protocol. He is questionable for this game, although Mike Vrabel expects him to play. The Titans obviously rested a lot of their starters on Thursday night football against the Dallas Cowboys. They have almost everybody back who isn't done for the year. I'm curious if there's anybody in particular who didn't play last time out that you look at and you say, hey, this guy could make a difference for Tennessee here on Saturday. Well, Danico Autry's the obvious one, man. He has eight sacks on the year. He's a very good pass rusher. They've held him out for a while. They think he's back and he's going to be healthy now. Their front's good. Jeffrey Simmons is good. Pierre Tart is playing at a very good level. Uh, Danico Autry is good. That's the group, for me, other than Derrick Henry, that's the group that concerns me the most. Their front is pretty good. I don't think you're going to hand the ball to Travis Etienne and run, run, run. So I'm concerned about their front. And look, to your point, they're playing for this game. Mike Vrabel said, listen, everybody's hurt. We've lost our quarterback. We've lost a bunch. In a, we, we, at the time, had lost five games in a row. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to sit out. We'd love to beat the Dallas Cowboys, but it doesn't really matter. It's a one-game season for us. So we are playing this like a one-game season. So everybody who possibly could be hurt last week wasn't going to play. Uh, they're gonna, the, the, game, the reason to play Josh Dobbs last week, Mia, was a dress rehearsal for this game. That's all last week was for the Titans, is a dress rehearsal uh, to get ready for the game, the one game that matters to them, and that's tonight. So I don't think it's a personnel issue. I'll keep going back and saying the, the Jaguar, young Jaguar players have not been in this setting as Jaguars, maybe in college. But you always, guys already talked about the, the environment. I can tell you, Doug wants to make sure, you know, guys, don't, don't, don't waste it in pregame. Don't get too hyped up. Don't come out of the locker room too early. You know, save it, keep it, keep your energy, and make sure you're, you, you've got that energy for the moment. Uh, that's the biggest concern in this game. Look, the Jags have the better team. 
They're better, and that's no disrespect. I have great respect for the Titans. But this year, the Jags have a better team than the Titans. We saw it when they played before. We've seen it in the record. We've seen it in the last month. One's lost six in a row. The other's won four in a row. Just don't get beat because of the size of the moment. Here's one other thing, too. Make sure, get some sort of a lead. If that game's 13-10, to 10, late third, early fourth, well, then the Titans are going to gain some confidence because they're the team not expecting to win. And the Jags, the young Jags, they're only human. If it's a three-point game in the early fourth, they're going to lose some confidence. You know what else is going to happen? The crowd's going to get quieter because the crowd's going to be nervous. So I think a good start and getting a little bit of a cushion for the first two, two and a half quarters is really important. Frank, being from Jacksonville, how much are you looking forward to tonight? And, and what could this night mean when we talk about not just this season, but the future here? New sta- yeah. rent stadium renovation, you know, the massive yeah. things that, that are going to be coming. How important could this night be when we look back on this thing five, ten years from now? Oh, critically important. Hayes, I think you're all over it. I, I think that's exactly right. I think what this week has been like, we were, the, the, you guys, Hayes, and you and I were doing the, the show, and Mia, you were there too yesterday. We saw what that scene was like at Strings yesterday. I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people were coming out uh, throughout the day. And that was just a pep rally at a bar, you know, it's so at a wonderful establishment, but still a pep rally at a bar, right? I can only imagine how people are going to feel. I think the stadium renovation is going to be an interesting conversation. And every, every time you can have that conversation with people in a good mood and feeling good about your team, it makes the conversation easier. Hayes, I think that's your question. I totally agree with that. If you can have that conversation when your people are in a good mood, that makes the conversation much easier. But I think for the self-esteem, for the emotion, we don't have hockey. We don't have basketball. We don't have baseball. This is what we have. And, when, and, and the moments have been too few. Despite how hard shot is tried, we haven't had enough of these moments. And the fact now that you got one, man, man, I'd love to win this because then we get another one next weekend. So uh, I think it's going to be enormous. I'm like you. I'm from here. I've lived here my whole life. We've had a few of the moments. The late nine, mid to late 90s, we had a bunch of them. We had a little bit of it at 07. We had a great deal, a great feeling of it, a, a great uh, wealth of it in 17, but we haven't had any since. So, yes, this would be a great, great moment for, for our city. Uh, no question about that. Wrapping up with Frank Frangie on the Fair and Vera phone line. Before I ask you about your X Factor, Frank, as I do every week, uh, I right. do want to ask you this. In talking to some of the offensive coaches for the Jaguars this week, they specifically told me they anticipate the Jaguars' defense having a great game plan. I'm curious if you've heard any insight into that and what you do expect from this Jaguars defense tonight. Yeah, I I don't know about plan. I think you you play – I mean, again, there's only so many things you can do. But I think the defense will play well, Mia, to your question. I think the the defense has started to find itself. I know they've played two struggling teams the last two weeks, but they haven't allowed a touchdown in either game. There is some significance to that in an NFL game. There really is. And I think – I mean, think about that. Two games in a row on the road and you don't allow a point. You don't allow a touchdown. Nobody gets to the end zone. I think they're starting to find themselves. I think Devin Lloyd is playing much better. I, I, I think uh, certainly uh, Rayshon Jenkins is having a Pro Bowl year. It'd be a shame if he's not then somehow find a way to get there. I think they've played okay defensively. So I don't know in my mind if it's as much about a funky game plan. You know, usually teams that have to come up with a game plan, all those guys being ready to play, and the fact that that defense is playing much better. All right, Frank, give me who is the player that could change the outcome of this game, either on the Jaguars or the Titans. Christian Kirk, he's my guy today. I thought about that. I think uh, he's laid low a little. Other guys have had big games. He's been very efficient. I think this might be the big one. I think this might be the big This is why he's here. This is why he got all the money. Uh, And, again, you're just guessing at these Jaguars because those three receivers have all been so good, and Trevor's done such a good job in finding all of those guys. 
but I'm going to guess Christian Kirk. I think they've got to throw the ball early. I think they may take some shots down the field with Zay Jones to soften it a little bit, but I think 13 has the big game, and I think they're going to win today. I, again, I think, again, if the moment's big, if some funky things happen, you can't, you can't turn it over three times. You can't play a game where you don't get any takeaways, but as long as it's a clean game and a normal game, I like the Jags. I can't wait to get down there. I want to see what the what, – it's a festival. I want to come – I'm walking out the door. We hang up. I want to see the festival down there, guys. I love it. You're going to absolutely love it. It's amazing. Frank, I just hope you don't hit traffic, brother, because, uh, yeah. I mean, listen, a lot of people got here early, so at least that's a positive, but uh, this is going to be easily traffic – Foot traffic, I think, the most we've seen we'll get, in quite uh, we'll, some time. We'll get Shad to send a plane. <laughs> well, I'm walking get out the here. door now. It's 4.03. <laughs> we, we, we first kick off 8.15. I think I'm okay, but you never know. Good. You never know. So yeah. we'll if we got a call for the Thank police you. escort, we will get it for you, Frank <laughs> yeah. Frangi. Thanks so much, Frank. We'll see you in just a little bit. Okay, there he guys. Goes. Thank you. The voice of your Jacksonville Jaguars, Frank Frangi. Don't go anywhere. More from the Wingstop kickoff show brought to you by Kohler Homes and Clearwater Irrigation. Still to come, we are going to have a visit from our boy Justin over at Wingstop. Pre-order your playoff wings, your playoff chicken sandwiches. Looking forward to the Super Bowl at Wingstop. Feed your entire party with easy delivery or carryout options. Pre-order on the Wingstop app or call ahead. We'll be asking Justin about that Wingstop app as well as a trip to the Jaguars. Starting your game day, the Wingstop kickoff show. Presented by Clearwater Irrigation and Kohler Homes Windows and Doors, live from Tailgaters Parking on 1010XL. This one was on my pump-up playlist in my washed-up high school career, so I appreciate this. From the lab, back at 1010XL headquarters, courtesy of producer extraordinaire Casey Dobson. This is the Wingstop Pickoff Show, brought to you by Kohler Homes and Clearwater Irrigation. Mia O'Brien alongside Hayes Carlion. We are going to say hello to our friends from Brackish Vodka, who are going to be making the Duval Donkey with us. We're going to be putting the 4-0 Duval Donkey to the test once again. Uh, quite the story there, and we got some swag coming, Hayes, which I'm very excited about. But first, do want to alert everybody who is on their way into the stadium here at TIA Bank Field in downtown Jacksonville. There is an accident in the right lane of the Hart Bridge. So if you are planning on traveling on the Hart Bridge to get downtown, potentially seek alternative routes so that you can get here. It's already packed. There's already tons of people here. We are four hours a little shy of that from kickoff haze. If you aren't already making your way down here, I'm a little worried about Frank's driving, his travel in, uh, although I do think many of the 68,000 fans have already arrived. <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, I, I, I don't remember ever seeing this. I, I maybe, you know, for the Seattle game in 2017 or, or New England in 2018, but those maybe because it's, those are earlier kicks. Seattle, I think, was 430, if I remember right. Yes, but, it was. Uh, but uh, I wasn't here, but, yes, I've been I, told I, it was. I think yes. it was, but I, I can't remember anything like this. I mean, this is beyond my wildest imagination, and I, I knew it would be unbelievable. But considering that, you know, we still have four hours to get to kickoff, this is just so much fun and uh, just such a great energy vibe coming out of the Jaguar. And it's all Jaguars. Right. You know, how often have we we've done the show here at Tailgaters, and we'll see lots of Jaguar fans, but you'll see – the opponent, the Giants fans, fans as the well. Cowboy fans, I the mean, Bills I've fans. I've yet to see a Titans fan. 
I saw one. You've seen one. I've seen. I okay. saw one. I saw one over there, uh, which we do have merch here at Tailgaters Parking. So if you're looking for last-minute Jags or Brackish gear, you can purchase that here. Um, and then I saw a couple of Titans fans wandering aimlessly by the stadium at about okay. 1:45. All righty. So yeah, that's all I've seen. That's it's incredible. I mean, it's just it is a huge Jaguars party, and it's uh, look, it's it's where you got to be if you if you love the Jaguars, if you love this city. You got to be down here today for this game. How healthy will the Jaguars be for tonight's contest? Let's take a look at the Farrah and Farrah injury report. The personal injury attorneys of Farrah and Farrah present this injury update. Farrah and Farrah. Jacksonville. Protecting you and your family since 1979. Seven players officially listed as questionable for your Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, to no surprise, uh, Hayes, and this has been the case throughout the course of this four-game win streak and the second half of the season, Trevor Lawrence did not practice the first day of the week with that lingering toe injury, limited the next two. So listed as questionable, we all know he will be playing here I, I'd almost, if he continues this, I'd almost like to see him on the week one injury report next year with the toe injury. Let's just make that a thing. I mean, we, we love things around here. Let's just, hey, week one next year, Trevor Lawrence questionable toe. It's a great bit. Let's run with it. Uh, also listed as questionable for this game, but expected to play. Andrew Wingard with a shoulder injury. Trayvon Walker with that ankle injury. Bully Fadukasi with his ankle injury. Brandon Chirp, an abdomen and ankle injury. Rayshon Jenkins, a shoulder injury. And Ross Matisik with a back injury. I save... Ross and Brandon towards the end, Hayes, because I did have conversations with both of them throughout the course of this week. Uh, Brandon Scherf, I mean, he's a warrior. He's a hawk. You know how it is out there in the Midwest. They're corn-fed. Mm-hmm. Nothing stopping him. So he will be playing. I can almost assure you of that. He Ro- practices with his fingers like yeah. tape. Remember when he was showing us that? And like, tri- he's, he, That's a football player. Football player, Brandon Sheriff. Yes, right there in the dictionary. Ross Matisic, though, the long snapper, I do want to touch upon because it is a lingering back injury. Um, Anyone who has suffered back injuries knows there's some good days or some bad days. But I will tell you this. uh, He told me there is no way in heck that he is not playing tonight. So expect him to be active for this one unless something drastic has happened in the last 12 hours or so. And they do have a long snapper on the practice squad if needed, but hopefully won't be needed. Nope, and they actually, uh, speak of the devil, great job, Hayes. They literally just announced that. That they have not elevated that long okay. snapper. So Ross Matisic will be good Perfect. to go tonight. Koi Kronk, the only elevation from the practice squad. Go we, Hawks once more. We got the Kronk tonight? Oh, we got the Kronk again. And I think that's going to be the plan. Obviously, tonight's the last game of the regular season. If the Jaguars advance to the playoffs, I would expect Koi Kronk to, again, be that 53rd yeah. member of the Jaguars roster on game day, or 48th, I guess, active member of the roster. Meanwhile, for the Titans, only one player ruled out. That is corner Devontae Harris. Aside from that, they do have five players listed as questionable. That includes Dylan Cole, the linebacker that Trevor Lawrence stone-armed into oblivion in the first meeting. Christian Fulton, the talented corner out of LSU. Safety Imani Hooker, go Hawks once more. Their right tackle, Nicholas Petit-Frere out of Ohio State. The Actually, yep. He is listed as questionable, correct, the Ohio State rookie. And then Traylon Burks, the rookie wide receiver, who again was in concussion protocol during the last meeting between these two sides. He suffered a groin injury in Wednesday's practice haze. And Mike Vrabel did not practice him on Thursday. They rested him yesterday as well. It'll be curious to see if he can be effective in his first matchup against the Jaguars. That's probably the biggest variable of the night because those those in-week injuries are always so difficult uh, to determine, you know, for obvious reasons. You don't have as much time between the injury and – and game time to to really get ready and get right and we just we didn't see it happen it happened obviously in a closed practice so you don't know the the severity of it and I think that's 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 the one really to, to I think lock in on tonight in warm-ups what is he doing uh does it does it seem obvious he's playing obvious he that, that he isn't 
you know, but Burks is somebody that you do worry a little bit about. Because, uh, look, Joshua Dobbs isn't going to go 0 for 16 tonight throwing the football. Uh, you hope he's not 17 of 19, but uh, but he's going to complete some passes. And so you want to make sure that, uh, you know, that, that you're not allowing any yards after the catch because you got to think Joshua Dobbs isn't throwing a lot of, you know, passes that are that are going 25 yards in the air or more. That's how the Jaguars are in the health department. How are they feeling, though, in the Jaguars locker room heading into what many are calling the biggest regular season contest in franchise history? I caught up with one of the veteran leaders in that locker room, tight end Chris Manhurts, earlier this week. Pleased to be joined by Jaguars tight end Chris Manhurts. Chris, let's start with this. Week 18, it's finally here. I asked a couple of guys this yesterday. Trevor told us that after the Chiefs game, Doug said he had a crystal ball and that you guys would be playing for the division week 18. Elaborate on that story for me. That's exactly what it was. Kind of uh, predicted where we are right now, but obviously a lot of work uh, between then and now has gone into it, but we're just glad to be in this position to uh, win this division. What was the general vibe when Doug says that after that loss to the Chiefs? I mean, everybody's on board. Everybody is 100, has been 100% bought in since the beginning. So just seeing that and uh, the fruits of our labor, it's, it's quite a, uh, enjoyable to see. You tweeted. You were one of the first to tweet after the game on Sunday. Kobe Bryant, job's not finished. Is that what the message was in the locker room? Did anybody, like, physically stand up and say that? Nobody physically said that, but that's, uh, that's kind of o- the overarching mentality with everybody. You know, we're not just comfortable with getting here, and now we have to go out there and, and finish the deal. So... Um, that's just the, the mentality that permeates through from top to bottom, from coach, from our captains, and everybody around this building. You've been on a lot of teams, basketball, football teams. What makes this one different? Why is that mentality permeating throughout this locker room? You know, it's Doug, Doug does an exceptional job of just rallying us together. I mean, I, I think I can speak for everybody in this locker room that says, you know, they probably run through a brick wall for him. So, you know, knowing that, the leadership from the top, him setting the tone, setting the culture, um, it's good that it's just trickling down to us and, and we're out there playing. Let's go back to the Titans game. I mean, it was only a month ago, less than a month ago, that December 11th meeting between you two guys. What did that win prove to you guys, maybe more than some others? Um, I mean, we, we kind of proved, proved to ourselves right. You know, uh, we, we prepared to win. We expected to win. Uh, it was a, a road environment, and uh, well, we were aware, we're, we were aware that we didn't uh, win there in a very long time. So um, that was just added motivation going into it. Now, when you look back on that matchup and you look back at their last few games, I know obviously they rested their starters against the Cowboys. What do you draw upon? Do you look back at that game in particular? Do you look at their game two weeks ago against the Texans? Where do you kind of game plan from? Uh, both of them, all of them. Uh, you could. You could get information from them schematically, especially the last game where the starters didn't start, uh, play. But, um, you know, you get a compilation of all of them and you, you figure out their tendencies and ways that you can exploit them and get ready to win the game. They'll obviously have a couple of their defenders that they didn't have who were hurt last time out. Who on their defense pre- presents a threat? Uh, probably Autry, uh, Justin Simmons, and interior D lineman. You know, that's, you know, the guys I look at for my job, given my responsibility. So, Obviously, got our work cut out for us, but we're confident in our um, in our preparation and, and getting it done. As a leader in this locker room, how would you assess where everyone's at right now? I know it's about harnessing that energy, handling business. How would you assess where this locker room's at right now in terms of even you know the whole context of this journey? Where does this one rank? 
Uh, this is up there. You know, like I said, this is a must-win game, and both of us, us and the Titans, put ourselves in a position to where, you know, we could advance and, and play meaningful games after the season uh, ends. So um, it, it's an exciting time, but we got to peak at the right time emotionally, physically, and, you know, the whole nine. Do you feel the energy in the city right now? Absolutely. I mean, this is quite something to be a part of. This is my second year here. Um, last year was a blur, but obviously a night and day difference. So it's just exciting to be a part of. All right, Chris Manners, thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks again to Chris. Really a respected voice in that locker room in his second season in Duval County. All right. It's Great almost job. that Great time. Interview. Thank you, Hayes. Thank you. I, I know we're very excited for our next live interview. That That's is right. with our boys from Brackish Vodka. We are once again making the Duval Donkey. Uh, the Jaguars are 4-0. When we make said Duval Donkey, they literally have even made in the signage that says the Duval Donkey streak continues here. It's really been the key to the turnaround. Trevor Lawrence and the Duval Donkey. Exactly. It's all been in the donkey. It's all in that brackish vodka. We're going to say hello to them as well as our friends from Wingstop. Coming up next on the Wingstop Kickoff Show, brought to you by Kohler Homes and Clearwater Irrigation. This is the Wingstop Kickoff Show. Presented by Clearwater Irrigation and Kohler Homes Windows and Doors on 1010XL. Can we go back? This is the moment. Tonight is the night. We'll fight till it's over. So we put our hands up. The Jacksonville Jaguars looking for a regular season series sweep of the Tennessee Titans. That would be the first time since 2006. Of course, the Jaguars have been breaking streaks all season long. Let's talk streaks now, as well as Brackish Vodka, with our guy Chad from Tailgaters Parking oh, here yeah. on the Wingstop Kickoff Show because we have a streak that is on the line here. It we is. are going to preserve it here tonight, Chad. Oh, yeah, we are. We got everything going. We got the T-shirts. We got the... Vodka, we're ready to go. This streak is alive and well. The streak, of course, is that we have made the Duval Donkey in the four home wins the Jaguars have had this year. So, folks, you know what drink from Brackish Vodka we're making here tonight. Oh, yeah, we're making Duval Donkey doubles, baby. <laughs> and doubles, too. And, you know, that's because it's a little chilly outside. So, before we say hello to our friends from Brackish, Chad, let some folks who maybe are driving in, it's their first time here in Duval County, and they're listening here on their way into the stadium. What is in a Duval donkey? So we're going to do two ounces of Brackish vodka, and then we're going to do a little bit of lime juice, and then we're going to do a little bit of um, ginger beer. All right. Love it. Just the way we've been doing it all season long, we're not going to do anything different. No, we, we're, we're not superstitious, but we are a little stitious. You're kind of the Doug Peterson of pouring this drink. Hey, I love it. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take that Doug Peterson reference. So remind the folks as well, Chad, where can they find Brackish Vodka? What is this Brackish Vodka we're always talking about? I know my mom said to me she always sees E.T., of course, our guy from 1010 who does some work with Brackish. Oh, yeah. And she's like, what is Brackish? Like, what is this thing he's promoting? So we can get it at Total Wine, Shore Liquors, and the Golden Ox Liquors. Of course, it's a local version of Tito's, just a little bit slightly salty. And a lot better. Because it's got better. the Jaguars attached to it. That, Absolutely. That's all it needs. That's all it needs. Well, well, here we go. Here we go. All right. Hayes Carline's favorite moment. To victory. To, to victory, victory of the show. Here we go. Down the hatch. There he goes. I love it. I love it. Look at this Look man at this go. Guy. Look at him go. Down the hatch. <laughs> Folks, don't worry. We will be having the video up on the social channels. That's nice right there. You got a problem tonight, Titans. There you go. I absolutely <laughs> love it. I absolutely love it. Well, thank you so much, Chad, and, of course, all oh. of our friends from Brackish for joining us each week here on the Wingstop Kickoff Show here brought to you by Kohler Homes and Clearwater Irrigation. 
We have some other special guests, though, Chad. Oh, yeah? We have our friends from Wingstop that are going to be Ooh. sliding on over here. Where's our guy, Justin? Let's make sure we can uh, find Justin. I know he's unloading the wings as we speak, uh, Graham Marsh. If you're able to find our boy, Justin, uh, we want to make sure that we can get him on because Wingstop has some awesome deals going on right now that we really want to talk to you guys about because, of course, they've been bringing you the kickoff show brought to you by Wingstop and Kohler Homes and Clearwater Irrigation. Pre-order your playoff wings, your playoff chicken sandwiches. Looking forward to the Super Bowl? Let Wingstop feed your entire party with easy delivery or carry-out options. You can pre-order on the Wingstop app or call ahead. Is this the wildest you've ever seen it here? This is. This is the most Jaguar fans I've seen and the most hyped I've seen in in all the years that I've done this. And when when did you start? We started in when the Jaguars opened. Oh, this wow. was just a rock bed when we started. And then we put tents up, and then we built a pavilion. So this right here, and this is like warms the heart to see this. Yeah. Because usually, like I said, with, with the Buffalo, we saw them. They were mixed in. But we've I've seen three Titans vans. I've seen Jaguar, teal, and black all day. It's yeah. been awesome. It's, it's incredible. It's an incredible environment, and uh, can't wait to see it. And, again, still three hours and 45 minutes until kickoff. It's awesome. Absolutely. There's something to be said about it. All right, Chad, we'll get a prediction from you while we're waiting for our guy Justin from Wingstop to walk on up here. Uh, predictions, emotions, ready for the game. Ooh, ooh. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, 28, 28 to 10. 28 to 10. Yeah, I think we're going to be hard on defense. We're coming for them. Okay. All right. We like to hear that. And of course, you can get Brackish Vodka, as Chad alluded to, multiple places throughout the Jacksonville area. Life a little bit on the salt, slightly salty side. Time now to welcome our next guest, of course, a very important part of the Wingstop kickoff show. That is our guy, Justin. Be sure to check out all of Wingstop's locations throughout the greater Jacksonville area. He was directing traffic, and now we threw him on the headset. Justin, how are we doing, buddy? Hey, good. <laughs> Have you caught your breath? I know you hit some very traffic good. on the way in, too. Uh, yeah, I was running pretty fast to get up here. Wow, that was. Uh, this place is crazy. Isn't this amazing? Unbelievable. So for you, I know you're coming in from Lake City. I was, I yeah. I-10, what did I-10 look like? I-10 was okay until you hit downtown and or the, you know, right inside uh, Duval, and it just got nuts. Yeah. Yeah, backed yeah. up uh, every which way. All right, so now you've been serving the greater Jacksonville area with Wingstop for how long, Justin? We've been in, uh, we've been here since 2015. Uh and we're still going, going strong. Have you seen anything like this in your 15 years, never, your, since 2015? Never have. You know, and I've been to a lot of Jaguar games even before then, way before then, and this is something uh, special for sure. Absolutely. Well, we're excited to try some of those uh, delicious Wingstop menu items you have with us. Can you tell us what you guys are bringing in today? Uh, I know they're literally pulling in as we speak. They are. They are. We, so we've got uh, – so for the special uh, occasion today – we did the chicken sandwich, and we did one of every flavor Ooh, that we have. Okay. That even includes the atomic. So stay, you know, be careful. <laughs> be careful. Beware the know, atomic. Be, beware of the atomic. How many flavors is that? That's twelve. Twelve. Wow. So okay. that's and that's the unique thing about our chicken sandwich. I mean, you get you can you buy it, you get whatever flavor you like. Um, we've got tenders coming, and then we did some of our uh, Cajun corn, fried corn, which Love every, that. everybody is yeah. crazy about it, and then. Um, you know, our wings, we had, you know, 50, 60 wings, all, all flavors. So. All right. That's awesome. Yeah, it should be, should be uh, a nice little feast here. Love yeah. it. Love yeah. it. Now, what's the best way to order wings this football season? So, hey, look, the only way to do it is uh, go online, or the best way, in my opinion, is the app. Uh, it's literally, I think, four or five steps, and you, you, you click a button, and your food's either you can pick it up at the store or uh, get it delivered to you. And, uh 
it, it's just it's amazingly fast. So, so uh, Justin, highly recommend it. Justin, oh. real quick, uh, I'm actually right. needing to get to a commercial break because my wing stop was just delivered to the station's front door by my wife. She ordered it on the app, so <laughs> it's successfully waiting for me. So I'm hungry. So uh, let's go. Incredible. I love that. What a segue if there ever was one, producer Casey Dobson. Well, thank you, Justin, so much for delivering for us. And, of course, 12 locations for Jack. 12 locations in Jacksonville. We have 11. 11. Number 12 is going up now. Oakleaf. There it is. our new new spot. 12 locations for the 12 flavors of Wingstop. Excited to try it. Thank you, guys. Go Jags. Thank you. Say hello to our good friend Dave Campo, who has made his first ever pilgrimage to Tailgaters Parking. We'll head behind enemy lines and wrap this puppy up ahead of Jaguars and Titans coming up at 815 right here on 1010XL 92.5 FM. The Wingstop Kickoff Show, live from Tailgaters Parking, presented by Clearwater Irrigation and Kohler Homes Windows and Doors on 1010XL. While Coach Campo, who is our guest of honor, ha, 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 I teased it at the top of the show. You all were wondering who it was. Coach Campo and Hayes Carlion mingle with the masses here at Tailgaters Parking outside of TIAA Bank Field. Producer Casey Dobson, we have a special Wingstop giveaway tonight. Do not do we not? That's correct, Mia. So I didn't want to do the riddle music today. I wanted to give Wingstop the spotlight. This has been a wonderful season. They've been a great sponsor. I actually am eating one of their chicken sandwiches right now. So I've got a trivia question coming from Wingstop. Last year for the Super Bowl, how many wings did Wingstop sell? So I'm going to give a clue like I always do. It's going to be in the millions, and it's going to be in the teens. The caller that gives me within $2 million, the answer is going to win this last Wingstop giveaway for a tailgater's Wing Fest to be used at any Duval location. Let's go. What's the number to call, Mr. Casey? Uh, yeah, it's uh, 904-641-1010. There it is, folks. So if you want to guess and want to win the Wingstop Ultimate Tailgate Giveaway, be sure to hit that number up. Again, the question is, last year for the Super Bowl, how many million wings, that's the wings themselves, did Wingstop sell? We got one more segment to go here on the Wingstop Kickoff Show, brought to you by Kohler Homes and Clearwater Irrigation. Keep it rock- locked right here on the home of the Jaguars, 1010XL 92.5 FM. Getting game day underway, live from Tailgaters Parking. The Wingstop Kickoff Show. Presented by Clearwater Irrigation and Kohler Homes Windows and Doors on 1010XL. One more segment to go on the Wingstop Kickoff Show, brought to you by Kohler Homes and Clearwater Irrigation, live from Tailgaters Parking, just outside of TIAA Bankfield. And, oh, baby, this puppy is filling up quick. I see nothing but a sea of teal, nothing but Jaguar fans. We can count on two hands the number of Titan fans we've seen. But that music that producer Casey Dobson is playing back from 1010XL World Headquarters, the Eye of the Tiger, is in honor of our very next guest. Now let's go behind enemy lines. Behind enemy lines. Brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors on 1010XL. This man is not an enemy. 
but he is a friend <laughs> and he is a first time visitor to tailgaters parking so who better to bring in as we look behind enemy lines than our coach head coach dave campo former head coach of the dallas cowboys of course a coach here with the jacksonville jaguars and now a beloved member of the 1010 family that's right coach campo you told me on tuesday and on thursday when you were in the building you wanted to be among the people what do you think of this? Hey, this is unbelievable. And, you know, one of the things, you know, obviously you have a lot of thrills as a coach, but this you miss because you're not at the tailgates. And, you know, this is so exciting because it's such a big deal to everybody in this city. And, and I'm, I'm excited for Jacksonville. In, in, you know, whatever happens, you know, I'm, I'm planning on eating a, a, a BLT with mayo on it after the ball game. But – you know, no matter what happens, this city needs this, and this is great for the organization. So take us kind of behind enemy lines of sorts. Give us kind of your scout of the Tennessee Titans as they stand heading into this Week 18 matchup. Well, I think they're getting some people back, but, you know, they haven't played in a while, which I think is a, is part of it. You know, you that's, that's not easy when you've been out for a while and then you come back in. You have a little bit more juice maybe because you're excited about getting going. But as far as being where you're supposed to be, and especially in a loud stadium with with uh, communication and that type of thing, you know, these guys haven't played together in a while. So all of a sudden that becomes an issue in my mind. And, you know, I think that they're a team that has to rely on their running back and their their uh, quarterback is a, is a bonus. Whatever he does is a bonus. And we've got to make sure we take care of Henry and then go from there. How would you defend Dobbs on obvious passing situations? Well, I think, you know, he hasn't been around for a while, you know, and, and, and the key to defending him is going to be first and second down. you got to get him into third down, into those obvious passing situations, and now I think you can fool around with some things. I don't like the idea of our guys doing something they haven't done. I, I think that's what they've improved is simplify but you can go after them, and they've got plenty enough to go after them, and I don't think they're going to be real concerned with their receivers. So, you know, I think they can play a man coverage. They can run some zone blitzes. I think they're going to try to put the pressure on them when they have the opportunity. Danico Autry is a guy that, Coach Campo, you asked me on Tuesday, is he playing? And I know that that's a guy that Frank Frangie said as well could be a game changer for the Titans. Why is that? Well, you know, he's got eight sacks, you know, in a, in a shortened season. So, you know, the guy is a good football player, and – you know, he's one of those guys you got to account for. You know, you certain as an offensive coach, when you look at, you know, what do you have to deal with? You look at matchups. That's where that's what makes the difference in ball games. And when you look at a matchup of Simmons, you look at a matchup with uh, Autry. Our offensive line is going to have to do an excellent job, and that, and they have done a good job. That's going to be one of the te- keys to the game, in my opinion. Dave, what are some things in these final hours that Doug Peterson would be locking in on, if anything, in your opinion, from your expertise? What What are these moments like when you're about three, three and a half hours away from kickoff? Well, I think they're in, the coaches are not even in there. They're letting the players do what they do, and whatever that is. Some of them are, are walking around getting fired up. Mm-hmm. Others are sitting there, and they've got their headphones on. They don't want to hear anything. They don't want to talk to anybody. So what he's doing is he's just doing some last-minute looking at his play sheet and that type of thing to make sure that he has a pretty good idea of what to expect because, you know, those first 15 plays or so are scripted. So he's just going through his mind, if we see this, you know, we've got to get off the script maybe a little bit or we're in this down-and-distance situation. So really it's just kind of going through his mind what, what the game is going to entail. 
I know Chris Manhurts, a guest earlier on the Wingstop kickoff show, uh, he tells me he doesn't speak to anybody all day. Of course, usually it's a 1 o'clock kickoff, so there's not as many hours in a day. So curious uh, if he has spoken to anybody. All right, Coach Campo, as we wrap up here, predictions, not just on the score, but what do the Jaguars have to do to pull out a victory here tonight? Well, number one, they have to win the trenches on both sides of the football. You know, to me, that's the big key because I don't think their receivers really uh, can handle our secondary. I think our secondary is better than they are. I think their secondary is going to have a hard time with our offense. I think what has to happen is they have to get off to a good start, get out there, get some points, take the ball out of Henry's hands as much as stopping him. You know, force them to go to situations where they have to use a quarterback, be alert for the boots and, and stuff getting out of the pocket. And, and, you know, it's a lot of things, but that's what you have to do in every ball game, and I think that's what we need to do to win. Score prediction? I'm going to say 27 to 17. Jaguars. Yes. Ah, there it is. Hayes, it. Hayes Carline, how about say you? Yeah, I, I'm right there with Dave. I think the Jaguars win tonight by double digits. I've got it a little lower scoring. I think 24 to 9. I think Jaguars really seize control of this game midway through the third. So I'm legally obligated in the uh, camp of MJD. I have to pick the Titans <laughs> just because every time I've picked against the Jaguars, they have won. So I'm going to say 2017. Producer Casey, real quick, back at 1010XL headquarters, what do we got for your score prediction? 35-17, Jaguars getting that dub. Oh, there it is. Hey, <laughs> thanks to producer Casey Dobson, who has been holding it down for us all throughout this regular season on the Wingstop Kickoff Show. Thank you to Coach Campo hey, for stopping by. Thanks for having me on, and I'm looking forward to getting some of the festivities here going forward. <laughs> I'm going to introduce you to my good friends over at the Slab. It's oh, going to be I love it. a great time, a great time. Of course, thank you to engineer Graham Marsh for carrying us through the entire course of this regular season and the home slate. For Hayes Carlion, I am Mia O'Brien. This has been the Wingstop Kickoff Show brought to you by Kohler Homes and Clearwater Irrigation. The Public's Tailgate Show with J.P. Shadrick, Brian Sexton, and the whole gang, Mike Dempsey as well from Jaguars headquarters, comes up next right here on the home of the Jaguars, 1010XL and 92.5 FM.